You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Oh, hi guys. Welcome along to this podcast with myself, Mark Lloyd from Lunch with Lloyd. We were live at Expo this week and we asked you guys, which city are you from and what is it famous for? So for me, it's Manchester and of course it's got to be famous for football, hasn't it? So we had lots of messages coming in on that. We also headed out to Canada to find out the latest from the Canadian Pavilion and we actually spoke to the Consul General of Canada. Also, we checked out some of the must-see pavilions at Expo with Wanda with Nada. She's already been to 33 different pavilions, so she really knows some of the good ones, including Germany, which is full of the latest tech. Uh, kids Up were along with Karim Bedas, things to do at the weekend for the kids. Of course, a brand new attraction opening with Madame Tussauds, but there's locks down here at Expo as well. And we finished off with a nice cup of tea at Tanya's Tea House. Enjoy the podcast, and don't forget to join me live at weekdays from 11 o'clock only on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. So what I'm asking you guys today is uh, which city are you from? Where did you grow up in? And, uh, and what's it famous for um, is what I'm coming at you with today. So I'm going to kick the ball off and say that I'm from Manchester in, in the UK nice. and we're famous for football. Oh, there's, what a surprise. There's no two ways about that. <laughs> Whether it's the red part of the city for Manchester United or the blue parts for uh, Manchester City, got to say we are super famous for uh, football. So that's the kind of thing I'm looking for from you guys today. Where are you from? And what is your city famous for? Maria, the stage is yours. Oh my goodness, Mark. So Actually, when we first spoke about this and yeah. you said, which city are you from? I'm technically from Cairo, but I came here when I was three weeks old. So Dubai <laughs> is weeks. technically yeah. my city. So if we're talking... Go on, you can have two. Okay, you can, fine. I'll give you, I'll let you have two for Fine. That. Okay, so for Cairo, I would say the Nile, maybe. Oh, the or River like Nile. Egypt. Yeah, yeah. I've sailed the River up and Nile. down the River so, Nile. Yeah, famous mm-hmm. for that. Um, and for, for Dubai, growing up here, I would say Oman Chips. <laughs> what? Oman chips. Oman chips. I, I yeah. thought you was going to say the Burj Khalifa or the well, Burj, Burj Khalifa. But growing up, yeah. it wasn't there. So right. I think oh, like yeah. like I'm saying something it's famous for, Oman chips are used in everything. They Some of these cafeterias like on the, uh-huh. on the road, they make them with, you know, yogurt and, and, and like uh, paratas. Like they'll, okay. they'll put it with cream cheese. I'll get you one. Yeah, do get me one. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously you've been back to Cairo many times. Yes, so, I have. Yeah, for yes. sure. Um, yes, I what, have. What do you like about the city? Um, it's, it's so vibrant. Isn't it is it? so vibrant. It's chaotic in a beautiful way. Yeah. So it's just chaos in in a portrait. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> so the River Nile, and we've got to say the pyramids. Yes, right? the pyramids. pyramids as well. Yes, the yeah. pyramids of Giza. Um, what else? And of course, you can see a, a lot of the um, uh, the pavilion that they have here yes. at Expo 2020. Yes. I'm, I'm going to be going over there later. I'm really excited. I'm so excited for you. I'm going to be heading down there with you. Um, it's a beautiful pavilion. I'm not saying this because I'm Egyptian, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be as objective as possible. Um, but yeah, it's it's a beautiful pavilion. And they have... Um, they have one of like the the pharaoh's um, yeah. uh, co- coffins, like the tomb yeah, the tomb, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it was, it's really nice. Yeah, very well done. Okay, guys. So uh, that's your homework today. We're going to go to the telephone lines right now. And joining us on line number one is Shireen. A very good morning, Shireen. How are you? Good morning, Mark. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Excellent, and a real pleasure to have you joining us um, on the show. So we're asking you, where are you from, and what is your city famous for? So tell. Tell me all about it. I'm from Kochi in the south of India. Yeah. And it's famous for its food, of course. Okay. It's famous for its food 
the um, and culture. Okay. Kochi is a place. It holds an art biennale, and um, it's very famous for its antiques and a lot of art and museums and. But everything uh, for everyone in Kochi, food is very important. So food plays a big part. Okay, uh, tell me, tell me some of the dishes that you would, um, you know, that you would cook up or you would go and dine out on in in Kochi. Uh, anything with seafood. I'm personally vegetarian, but okay. every time I've gone out with family and friends, it's seafood and beef and stew and a whole lot of rice dishes. Excellent. Well, it sounds absolutely mouth-watering. I must pay a visit to, to Kutchin and, uh, and come and say hello to uh, some of uh, your friends, and maybe you can accompany with uh, me, me, Shireen. Uh, lots of messages uh, coming in on this, and um, we're, we're asking you, as I said, which city are you from? And uh, also a little bit on uh, what it's famous for. Um, I'm from Manchester, of course, um, in the UK, so we're kind of famous for uh, football. Thank you, uh, uh, Aristotle, for yours Mumbai, it's famous for traffic, but seriously, other than that, it's really famous for being the financial capital of India. Uh, it has three UNESCO heritage sites, and it's famous for its tasty street food as well. We're going to go to the telephone lines. We're asking you guys today to tell us which city you're from and what it's famous for. And we got Joe joining us on line number one. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Hi, good morning. Good Thanks morning. For having me. Uh, it's a real pleasure, Joe. Uh, so tell me, where, where are you from and what is that city famous for? Well, I'm from the famous city of Beirut, not far away from here. Yeah. And, well, Beirut is famous for a lot of things, but one of the things that I like most is uh, it's, she's famous for its amazing restaurants and uh, amazing nightlife. Yeah, I've heard about the nightlife, um, the buzzing nightlife of Beirut. Tell me about the restaurants and the, you know, um, the, the typical kind of food that you would recommend if I took a, tr a trip to Beirut. Well, obviously it's Lebanese food, <laughs> but, but the beauty of that is that Beirut has a lot of little, small, beautiful streets. So if you walk around, you'll be surprised finding different restaurants in every different street. Yeah. And every time you'll be more surprised. So you'll have those family restaurants and you'll have those big chains at the same time. And they all have amazing food. Of course, Lebanese food is there, number one. But yeah. you also have those little French bistros, um, steakhouses, Italian food, amazing places to, to visit and, and try the food. Sounds good. Have so, you, have you uh, had really, uh, no, 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 go ahead. Um, I was going to ask you, have you had chance yet to visit um, Expo 2020 and maybe the uh, Lebanese pavilion? Not yet. I'm planning this weekend. Okay. Well, you'll have a wonderful time. I would say come on the Metro. That is probably um, a, a must. And, and make sure you've got nice, comfortable shoes on as well. Joe, thanks so much for your call. Uh, we're going to go to line number two, where um, Tasnim joins us on the show. Good morning, Tasnim. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm very, very good. I'm here at Expo 2020 looking out of the window. It's a beautiful uh, day. Have you had a chance to visit yet, Tasnim? Yes, I did come in actually two nights back, and it was just very, very impressive. Yeah. Where did you visit? Which, uh, which pavilions did you visit? Um, so I just walked through the Jubilee Avenue and the mobility area. So mm -hmm. I saw Serbia, Algeria, uh, Oman, and Russia, which was absolutely mind-blowing. Yes. It's the, got, the women's pavilion. Okay. It's got a great reputation as the Russian pavilion. Let, let's get on to where you're from, which city you're from, and, and what it's famous for. Yeah, so I have grown up in Paris. I've uh, been there for almost 20 years oh, before moving to Dubai. Yeah. 
and um, it's 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 beautiful. It's just I think everybody loves uh, or wishes to see Paris at least once in their lifetime. It's just uh, got a vibe of art, of culture, of romance, and uh, beauty wherever you are on the streets, wherever you walk, and the food, the smell even, because there's so many perfume shops. <laughs> uh, everything is great about that city. And, of course, the so, Eiffel Tower yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as a Parisian, that's the last thing we mentioned because <laughs> there's so much more. Yeah, I'm, I'm a tourist. <laughs> but, yeah, the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Uh, Tasnim, yeah. thank you so much for your call. And uh, finally, we've got Sharon um, on line number three. Um, good morning, Sharon. So tell me where you are from and what it's famous for. Okay. Hey, Mac. Well, um, I'm from Auckland, New Zealand, which is also known as the City of Sales. The City of Sales. So I'm guessing um, there's a harbour full of, of boats. <laughs> That's correct. We have a beautiful harbour full of islands and beaches and um, many, many yachts and boats and sailing crafts. Yeah. So are you a sailor, Sharon? Um, I'm personally not, but um, my father built a yacht, so we came, I come from a sailing family. Wow, he built a yacht. That's impressive, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Uh, and what, what, what else is famous uh, in, uh, in Auckland, New Zealand? You say the city of sails, beautiful harbour. Uh, estimate there's one boat for every six households. Um, anything else that it's famous for? Oh, probably the outdoor lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, sitting outside in a cafe enjoying beautiful food with great views and fresh air. That's, that's it's a magical place. It sounds it. Uh, have you had a chance to visit Expo yet, Sharon? No, I haven't. I must say I haven't. I'm waiting for the school holidays. Oh, well, they're just around the corner, aren't they? <laughs> so uh, uh, bring the family down. You will have an absolutely amazing time. It's, it's absolutely mind-blowing down here. Sharon, thanks so much for your call. Getting lots of messages in. We're asking you, where are you from and what is your city famous for? Thank you, Isa, for yours. Um, you're from Batangas in, in the Philippines. Famous for Kapang Baraco. I'm going to need a translation on that. Uh, oh, it's a kind of coffee I'm being told. Coffee. Okay, famous for coffee in, uh, in Batangas. Lovely parts um, of the world. And thank you, Naman, for, your, for yours. Uh, you're from uh, Muzaffarabad, uh, Kashmir. Famous for natural beauty, mountains and uh, valleys. And also Ishmael messaging in. You're from uh, Peshawar northwest of Pakistan, famous for green tea and hospitality, although I grew up in the UAE Sharjah. We're going to go to the telephone lines once again. Um, Aristotle joins us on the show. Uh, good afternoon, Aristotle. How are you? Hey, Mark. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Great to have you back on the show, uh, Aris, and uh, thanks so much for messaging in. So tell me all about um, where you are from and what it's famous for. So um, uh, I'm from a pretty famous city. Uh, I'm sure everyone knows Mumbai. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, I mean, the, the first thing that comes to mind is the crazy traffic. So uh, definitely, uh, rather should I say infamous for the traffic. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but other than that, uh, the, I mean, it is the financial capital of uh, India. So uh, it uh, has the largest number of millionaires and billionaires in India. So wow. uh, famous. Uh, that's one of the other famous things other than uh, it's got, uh, I think, uh, three UNESCO uh, heritage sites in, in Mumbai. Wow. Which is another thing it's famous for. That's cool. And, of course, everyone's, uh, everyone's favorite, it's famous for the amazing spicy street food. Yes. <laughs> I was going to get on to that. I must, <laughs> I, must, I must ask you, Aristotle, are, are you one of those billionaires? 
Aristotle, thanks so much for your call. Have you, have you managed to visit Expo yet? Uh, no, 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 not yet, not yet. Uh, looking forward to taking the family there well, uh, when it gets yeah. settled down a bit rather. <laughs> All right, well, enjoy it when you do come. We're going to go to line number two now where uh, Muhammad Ali joins us on the line. Good afternoon, Muhammad. How's it going? Good afternoon. It's going really well. Thanks. Fantastic. So tell me about yourself, where you're from and what that city is famous for. I am uh, from Giza in Egypt, uh, well known for its pyramids, uh, the most famous ancient seven wonders of the world. Still is. <laughs> it so certainly is. No two ways about that. Uh, so you grew up then. Um, I mean, how many times do you reckon you visited the pyramids? Uh, don't laugh about it, but just the one. <laughs> Really? Wow. Isn't it funny? The place that we come from, we tend not to explore as much as places that we, that we you know, visit other places um, around the world. So just the once. Um, and what, what did you make of the pyramids, Mohammed? It's glorious. It's glorious. I mean, uh, when you're right there, whatever you've seen in pictures or videos, it's just it's huge, huge. Like yeah. uh, just one of those stones is three, five times as as big as you are, so you can multiply that by thousands. Yeah, uh, it's unbelievable to be honest. And uh, now they have uh, the Grand Egyptian Museum opening uh, at the end of this year. So this entire area is uh, is being uh, completely revamped. Uh, can't wait to go the next time. That uh, basically next year, 2022. Good for you. Um, have you been down to Expo yet? Not yet. I live in Abu Dhabi. So uh, my next visit to Dubai is uh, on the top of my list, absolutely. Brilliant stuff. Well, Mohammed, really do appreciate your call today and um, a little insight into where people are from and what that city is famous for. Thank you, Andrew, for your message. Uh, Mark, I'm from Chester in the UK, which has uh, best, uh, the best surviving Roman walls, which go right around the city, nearly three kilometers worth, which are almost 2,000 years old. Wow. Uh, also, Thomas uh, messaging in. Hi, Thomas. I'm from Huntsville, Alabama in the USA, famous for being the Rocket City, where the US um, won the space race in the 19th 60s and thank you Carl um, hi I'm from Manchester in the UK so am I Carl famous for music for fashion and for football in that order probably we're gonna go to the telephone lines and Jennifer joins us on line number one good afternoon Jennifer how's your day it's going well how about yours fantastic thanks Jennifer now I love your message I absolutely love it tell me where you're from and what it's famous for well I am from Boulder Colorado in the United States which is known for a few things, including uh, great tea from Celestial Seasonings, and it's yeah. in a lot of songs, Garth Brooks, Chainsmokers, they love talking about Boulder. Um, but infamously, it is the birthplace of Crocs. It's a controversial <laughs> shoe slash clog, which um, I started wearing way younger than most people because it was kind of like drinking the Kool-Aid there. Everyone had them. Oh, well, well, I've got two pairs, and I'm proud of my two pairs. I've got a white pair, and then I just recently bought kind of a, a multicolored tie-dye uh, pair as well. And I just think they're fantastic. I know there's a, a lot of my colleagues here um, are not in the same boat as me. Why do you think Crocs get such a bad rap, Jennifer? I mean, you know they're ugly. We all know they're ugly. <laughs> but once you put them on, they feel great. They're easy to clean. I get it. It's just when you make the decision between, like, comfort 
or fashion. Yeah. And, you know, they are in fashion again, so you're not behind. If Justin Bieber's got his own spin on them, you know, that supposedly they're cool again. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Uh, have you been down to the expo yet, um, Jennifer? Not yet. I am uh, waiting a couple more weeks, like probably a lot of people, thinking that the weather will will err on the side of making it better for us but every time I hear you guys talking about it, it makes me feel like I want to get going right away especially what you're saying about the German pavilion yeah sounds, doesn't sounds it lovely. sound amazing yeah well Jennifer thank I, will, I will I will get some crocs to wear uh, yeah if, bring, if I go I bring your crocs shoes. bring your crocs and say I'm proudly from Boulder Colorado thank you Jennifer for your uh, message there and um, we're going to go to line number two where uh, Nathan joins us on the phone Nathan um, good afternoon to you Good afternoon, Mark. How are you? Very good, sir. Um, so you've messaged in um, telling me that you are from um, the Silicon Valley of India. Tell me more. Yes, I'm from Bangalore. Uh, prior to that, I miss your team, uh, Malcolm Speed. I'm a very good active listener of Malcolm in the early morning business breakfast. Yeah. I really miss him a lot. Yeah, well, we yeah. all do here at Dubai Iowa yeah. 3.8, but he would be very proud that you said that as he was the biggest advocate yeah. of Expo 2020 on this radio station. Of course, we yeah. included him in the opening ceremony as well. Um, so, Fantastic. Nathan, tell me, where, where are you from and what's it famous yeah. for? Yeah, this is a, a city called Bangalore, down south of India. Okay. This was, you know, uh, earlier called the headquarters of British Empire during the 18th century when the kings were taken off from our empire system. And, uh, you know, this is a city where it's full of IT companies. Okay. And it was called as the, you know, those days it was called as the Switzerland of India because the city was so greenery, beautiful climate. And later on, you know, we had the best of pubs in the city. We have best of Irish pubs. And we love hotels and pubs across our city. Wow, um, it sounds great, is, Nathan. Yes. I, have you yeah. have you been? Have you visited Expo? Yet? Have you? I've got my pass. I've got a six month pass. Yeah. So definitely, I'm going to visit. My daughter already visited the place. I'm going to go and visit quite often, not only once, yeah. because I've got a six months pass to go and come every time. Good for you. Um, I, I guess you're going to be going yeah. visiting the Indian Pavilion. That will be first on your list. Oh, well, I'm, I'm looking at the various sources because my daughter is studying in Australian University. Probably I want to discover more in Australia than turn down to India oh, than cool. to the other parts of the world. Yep. Good for you. Well, Nathan, thanks so much for your call. Much appreciated. Yeah. Great to have you uh, on the show. This is Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. You certainly are, and it's a beautiful day here as we are live from the Expo 2020 site on Lunch with Lloyd. Lots of messages coming in. We're asking you guys today, which city are you from and what is it famous for? Now, I'm going to head to a city where I was actually born, or a country where I was actually born, uh, Canada. And it's a real pleasure for me to talk to the Consul General of Canada, Jean-Philippe Lanteau. Uh, a very good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Mark. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me this morning. It's a real pleasure. And uh, I must ask, which city in Canada are you from and what is it famous for? Oh, well, so I'm, I'm from Montreal. It's famous for various things, but uh, I would say that uh, our, our Montreal bagels are, uh, <laughs> yeah. are, are world famous and, and uh, actually a, a subject of often uh, 
heated discussion with our New York uh, counterparts who believe that theirs are better, but <laughs> ours are, are definitely the best of bagels in the world. They certainly are. I have been to that beautiful city and, of course, famous for Cirque du Soleil and uh, famous for cooked meats as well. But anyway, we'll get on to uh, uh, more serious topics. And uh, it's a great pleasure to have you with us on our show. So let's start out with uh, asking you, um, you know, the bilateral and the business agenda between Canada and the UAE. So uh, thank you for that. Canada and the UAE are, are partners in, in so many areas. Um, we think first and foremost about trade, where we have a growing bilateral relationship that's uh, exceeded uh, 6 billion dirhams uh, last year in 2020, up uh, 16% both ways. Both exports and imports were up 16%. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, we have some ways to go, but, but the, the, the numbers are, are trending up, and that's, that's very encouraging. Canada contributes to the UAE food security as a reliable supplier of uh, wheat, pulses, and and canola, and that's uh, a big chunk of our our trade coming this way. But we also regularly collaborate in international fora on things like women empowerment, um, girl education, and increasingly on climate change. And I want to take a a moment to uh, just uh, congratulate the UAE for announcing that it was uh, aiming to become a net zero economy by 2050. Yeah. That's an objective that Canada also has. And so that will open up the door to so much more collaboration uh, going forward. So, um, I mean, coming to Expo 2020, um, just tell me a little bit about your participation in this fantastic event and, uh, you know, how excited you are for the, for the six months ahead. Well, you know, indeed, we're, we've been waiting for this moment, and now it's come, and what, uh, what an exciting, uh, exciting time it is to be in the UAE uh, as Consul General here. Uh, we have a beautiful pavilion, uh, and I encourage everyone to, to visit it. Uh, we're seeing quite a bit of interest for uh, the pavilion, lots of visitors. Looking forward to receiving Canadian tourists as well. Uh, I, I hear that there are groups that are uh, booking and, and looking to, to come here over the winter. You know, Canadians try to escape uh, in the winter, and so Dubai will be an ideal destination this winter. But I, I, want, to, I, I want to mention something that people, your, your listeners, will not know, is that the most significant Canadian contribution to Expo this year can be found in the, the Al-Wassel Dome. So the projection system, when wow. Expo okay. chose the projector, the projectors, they chose the best ones in the world. And so they chose uh, a projector from Christie Digital in Canada. And so if you've been, Mark, in the, in the, the Al-Wassel Dome at night, you will know how just uh, uh, breathtaking the experience is. And, and so to know that there's a little Canadian technology behind that is, is fantastic <laughs> yeah i mean the opening ceremony um has gone down in history in in this in this country of course it was absolutely magnificent and part of that show was as you say the 360 degrees projection i had no idea that that had come from uh, the maple leaves of canada that's right we're very proud of that and uh, clearly we have 25 uh, trade missions that are planned over the next six months uh, during expo and and so there's a lot more uh, trade and investment discussions that will take place uh, uh, around around the expo. We have a, 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 a 
team of aerospace companies uh, that are coming uh, next week and and then uh, it it will go on from there uh, with uh, trade missions every month uh, until march tell me a little bit about the canadian community here in in the uae and how big it is and is it growing well it's a you know if i go back to, to the earlier question about our relationship i would say the canadian community is our, our our main our main contribution uh, to the UAE is that that large diaspora that we have here. So we have about approximately forty thousand Canadians yeah. uh, in the UAE. Um, there was a bit of a, a dip uh, during the pandemic as, as some uh, some people left, but they've come back uh, in in numbers, attracted by uh, some of the measures that uh, the UAE government has put in place visa on on. Uh, visa measures and and economic uh, liberalization measure that make measures that make this uh, country very attractive for for business so we're seeing growth in in um, the number of canadians that are uh, taking up residence here uh, and these canadians are making a contribution in government in finance in education and mm-hmm. in, in all kinds of areas where they're building uh, this country to a level that's even that's going to be even better than what it is already um, I mean, how do you see the future? What can we see in terms of future collaborations between both countries, Canada and uh, the UAE? Well, when we look uh, when we look forward, uh, we we certainly have the future in mind when we think about the areas of collaboration uh, that are that are uh, coming up. So clearly, our focus, both of our our governments' focus, is on COVID recovery, trying to yeah. uh, build back better and build uh, that that economy of the future. So I'll highlight a few uh, a few areas. First, uh, healthcare, uh, where we have longstanding collaboration in capacity building, but increasingly also in medical technologies, uh, digital. You know, we see the economy is going digital uh, all over the in, in all the sectors. So uh, Canada is is quite strong in fintech and e-commerce. Yeah. Uh, with with a company like uh, Shopify. So uh, this is this is an area where we're seeing uh, more bilateral collaboration happening. And then clean technologies. Uh, I mentioned climate change earlier. Uh, we're seeing collaboration in energy efficiency, in hydrogen, and other areas. But I don't want to forget education. Education has been a mainstay uh, for the, the collaboration between our two countries. Uh, we have uh, a world-class education system in, in Canada, and, and many, uh, many students find their way there before coming back here or, or staying in Canada. But uh, education has been... Uh, has been very attractive for for students uh, based in the UAE, and I, I want to highlight that I will be attending uh, uh, the Naja Education Fair at Expo actually on the 31st of October. Uh, that it's taking place at the Convention Center at, at Expo, so uh, maybe uh, we'll we'll see you there. Uh, maybe you will, and I'm I'm certainly planning on going over to your pavilion this week. Uh, what are some of the highlights? Would you say that I need to see at the Canadian Pavilion at Expo? So, I mean, the experience of the Canadian Pavilion, will, you'll start with, uh, with a, an outdoor uh, reflection on, on climate change and, and what it means uh, and, and how it affects uh, people and nature. So that's, that's an interactive outdoor uh, experience with, uh, with boots that you can explore. And then as you make your, your way in, uh, you'll go through a, a pre-show that, that helps you understand Canada and then a, a, fantastic, uh, a fantastic 
360 movie experience that will really convey uh, what Canada is, what its values are in terms of diversity, in terms of uh, inclusion, in terms of environment, um, and in terms of the future, the future technologies that uh, we talked a bit about in, in this interview. Uh, Jean-Philippe Lanteau, um, Consul General of Canada. It's been a real honour to have you uh, on our show uh, this morning and look forward to meeting you in the future. Thank you very much. Look forward to that. This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, welcome back uh, into the show. Lunch with Lloyd through at 2 o'clock. Lots of messages uh, coming along. Um, thank you, Tim, for yours. Hi, Mark. I'm from Reading in the UK, historically famous for three Bs. I'm just going to read out two of them, if you don't mind, Tim. Biscuits and bulbs. Uh, these days, we're more well-known for the Reading Music Festival. Uh, thanks for that, Tim. Where are you from and what is it famous for? Now, it's always a pleasure to uh, welcome to the show uh, Arnada from Wonder with Nada. How are you doing? Doing great. Great. How are you, Mark? Very, very good. You've got your comfortable shoes on, I see. I do. <laughs> I'm also not planning on doing a lot of walking today. Are you not? Oh, no. Have you found another way to get around Expo? Well, by metro. So the, the metro is how I got here, and yeah. I've sort of just penciled the places I'm planning to go, and they're all in the same pavilion, so it shouldn't oh, be too painful, right. I hope. So you've, you've planned it so everything's in the same area. Of yeah. course. Very clever stuff. That's a good tip there from Nada. If you are coming down, make sure you look at the map and, you know, pick one districts at a time another visit can do another district and, and work it out like that then you're not going to be walking too far so um i believe you've been very impressed by germany i have so germany is my uh 33rd pavilion so far you've got to you've got to be holding the championship cup for the most <laughs> pavilions visited so far i mean in a span of four days so yeah it is an achievement but your passport's full already isn't it oh my excel sheet yes <laughs> <laughs> but yes i was very impressed uh, with Germany. Um, it is, first of all, it's a massive pavilion um, and it's all about edutainment, which is a combination mm -hmm. of education and entertainment, of course. Yeah. So they digitally showcase innovations in the field of sustainability and the future of power supply. So the cool thing is, is when you walk in, you have to register and they ask you for your name and your nationality. Um, and they basically enroll you in what they call Campus Germany. So it's kind of like a university feel to it. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, when you give them those details, they give you a device to actually wear around your neck. So I walk in and one of the first things that I see is this huge ball pit uh, filled with yellow balls. <laughs> so you can actually right. jump in and play, of course. But <laughs> each of those 100,000 balls actually tells a story or a statistic. So they actually have scanners where you scan each ball and it just gives you a new piece of information. So I thought that was a really cool spin uh, on I a fun game. That, that take me back to when I used to take my daughter to the, um, you know, uh, playing around in the pit full of bowls back in the day. Um, so they're brightly colored and you can just dive in. Exactly, it. dive in, adults and children alike. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And, you know, you walk in and you learn all these incredible facts about fossil energy, uh, which is expected to only last 200 years. So this contributes to climate change. So they're trying to educate you on the alternatives, right? So the, yeah. the wind, the sun, uh, and those are unlimited. So when you walk around, I then figured out the device that they gave me, which I basically just had hanging around my neck, that was actually tied to the information I had given them, so my name and my nationality. So the screens actually showed me the information relating to my country. 
So I thought that was really cool. Like statistics relating to, you know, how much energy we use back home, yeah. uh, renewables as well. So it's very interactive in that sense. So what was nice um, also to see was they figured out this new invention, which is how a commercial flight can be green, how we can avoid the carbon emissions that are caused by flying. Um, so a company has actually developed a seven-seater plane which can travel up to 300 kilometers in about one hour with just six people on board and the pilot. So we're talking like an airplane taxi. And that actually is one that is 100% electric, so that's zero emissions, yeah, yeah. makes very little noise. So it's basically like flying um, George Jetson's, uh, you know, his, his uh, <laughs> flying car, yeah. uh, but without him at the, at the wheel, wow. right? They've got some very cool tech over there, haven't very. they? Very. I was really impressed to, to hear about that. And then finally, after you've actually finished your university year, you go to a room, which they call the graduation hall. And every one of us sits down on a seat. Um, so our names and our opinions, everything that we've entered or any questions that we've answered, they will actually show on the screens. And the idea is to show how so many different people and nationalities can come together and that there is more than that unites us than what divides us. So all of a sudden, the seats start becoming swings and we're all just swinging in the room <laughs> towards <laughs> a very very cool central installation yeah. and the idea again is that even the smallest of movements can achieve great things if we do them together so definitely worth going to i was really smitten i thought it was one of the coolest pavilions i've seen so far and i felt like a student again that's amazing isn't it uh, swinging away and splashing around in a pit full of colored balls and uh, and learning a bit about where you come from as well yeah exactly. how cool is that so that's uh, germany uh, we're going to be coming back and talking at more pavilions uh, once again with uh, nada wonder with nada we're also asking you guys where you come from and what it is famous for on that number thank you dr carthy for your message good afternoon mark i am from uh Columbator city uh which is in tamil nadu india it's famous for cotton textiles and it's also named as manchester of south india uh, we also have the tasty the very tasty extra long dosa and sambhar and different types of chutney. Thanks for that message, Dr. Carthy. Much appreciated. This is Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. You certainly are, and welcome back to the show, Lunch with Lloyd, through 2 o'clock. Now, of course, we are here broadcasting live from Expo 2020, and um, we are going to be sending a mystery man to Expo uh, so you can get the chance to win 10,000 dirhams. Uh, in fact, we've got over 120,000 dirhams to be given away starting from the 17th of October. Just tune in, listen out for clues every day on Dubai I 103.8 all next week, and see if you can spot that mystery man. Uh, she's no mystery as she joins us each and every week on the show. I'm talking about uh, Nada from Wanda with Nada. She's by my side. Uh, how many pavilions have you covered so far? 33. 33. <laughs> that, is, that is a whole bunch of pavilions. You were just telling us about some fantastic tech um, over in Germany, which has blown my mind. I think, was is it Switzerland we're stopping off at? We're next? stopping at Sweden next. Sweden. Sweden. I knew it began with an S. Yes. <laughs> and it is definitely a 
beautiful pavilion that they have over there. So they've actually brought Swedish forests into Dubai's desert. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. So they've got these really nice um, swinging pine trees and sculptures that are made of recycled wood. Mm-hmm. Now, Sweden is definitely a country known for its innovation. They're actually ranked uh, number two on the Global Innovation Index. And of course, we know a lot of the big brands that come from there, like IKEA, yeah. uh, H&M, um, Spotify, right? So the, these are all from there. In Sweden, they actually have a digital safari that walks you through tech products uh, that are based on Swedish design innovation. So they have technology that allows you to play the drums without actually owning any drums. What? (laughs) Imagine. This is outrageous. I know. You hold on (laughs) to these drumsticks, um, which are actually, uh, you know, designed in the same way that regular ones are, but they've made space for battery and also for the electronic part. Yeah. So... You sync that with your mobile phone, and you can become a musician uh, like you're hitting the drums as if they are just right there in front of you. So Crazy. I'm, I'm going to walk in um, to this pavilion, uh, pick up these drumsticks, uh, sync them to my phone, and I'm going to play drums like Phil Collins. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> You'll probably look a little odd if anyone didn't know what you were doing from yeah, afar. Yeah, rather weird. <laughs> Throw that man out of Expo. <laughs> He's just hitting the air. <laughs> But yeah, imagine if you were able to do that with a keyboard, right? Yeah, that sounds like tons of fun. Become a musician without really being a musician. Yep, so you save yourself the cost of the equipment as well. Yeah, I always wanted to be a rock star. (laughs) There's still time. (laughs) Yeah, so what else is in in this pavilion? So other cool tech that they had had to do with travel. So right now you need a negative PCR test to travel, right? To enter any country. Of course, So uh, there's such a thing in Sweden as a COVID passport, which actually contains a person's immunity record. their vaccinations, any PCR tests that they may have had. So in Sweden, they've actually created microchips that can be implanted into people. And so when you swipe your arm with a mobile phone, your vaccination records and all the the medical things uh, will show on the phone. My goodness, this is this is light years ahead, isn't it? So you're telling me there's a chip implanted into a person's arm. This is actually in the arm, in un- the under, arm. underneath the skin. Wherever you want to put it, basically. Okay. Uh, so a guy just <laughs> took out his phone, and he just scanned his, his arm, and I was able to see his COVID test oh results. Oh, my goodness. I'll, I think I'll have mine on the end of my nose, if you don't mind. <laughs> that fe- it feels like it would be painful. So there's a lot of great tech here, isn't there? You, you know, we've been talking about Germany. Uh, Sweden sounds like it's right up there with them. Yeah, and of course... I mean, this isn't something that's available everywhere in the world. There's a lot of privacy and data concerns. Course, so yeah, it's yeah. not going to launch, I think, anytime soon. No. But the fact that they have it there alone is just, you know, beautiful to, to show see. show that they Very, can do exactly. it. Exactly. Um, and it's just really cool to see firsthand. Yeah. So yeah. that was Sweden. All right. Germany, Sweden. Where's next in your tour? 33 pavilions <laughs> all in all. Um, what's, what was next uh, to impress you? So the next was the U.S., So the United States. So they actually have in the pavilion a 1764 copy of a Quran that was actually owned by America's third president, Thomas Jefferson. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's so, the real the real deal. Yep, real yeah. deal. And this is actually the first time that it has left its home at the Library of Congress in the U.S. So it's been brought over here to uh, Dubai for the expo, and it's being showcased at the U.S. pavilion. So that was cool to That's see. That's amazing. 
The other cool thing was they actually have a section dedicated to space missions. Of course, we've had here very recently the mission to Mars, which had you know um, gone Will very successfully. William Shatner, of course, yeah. uh, he's been fired off uh, into space. Into the, space. The actor Captain Kirk himself. I hope he's doing all right. <laughs> I know, but you know they um, they actually have something that they've brought from space, and I'll tell you. So a total of twelve men have ever set foot on the moon all of whom were actually a part of the U.S. Apollo mission program. Yeah, right. So they actually showcase a lunar sample, a rock that was brought back to Earth by the crew of the last Apollo mission that was in 1972. And that rock is 3.8 billion years old. Oh, my goodness. And so you can see it and touch it there at the U.S. Pavilion, which is really cool. Wow. And here's a fun fact, actually. The Elaine National Museum, which is actually the first museum in the UAE, has another piece of the same rock that was actually gifted to the UAE by NASA many years ago. So they actually showcase it at the Alain Museum as well here. So it's not just at the U.S. Pavilion yeah. at the Expo. Yeah. Yeah, um, U.S. sounds uh, just amazing. Is it, is it a big pavilion that you would expect? It's, you know, in terms of size, it's going to be covering uh, quite a lot of space. Yeah, it's definitely big. And they actually also feature the tallest item on Expo grounds of any country pavilion. And that is a replica of a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket. Now, that is the world's first orbital reusable rocket that can transport people but can also transport payloads and those are the elements or the parts of the rocket that are dedicated to producing mission data and they, they send that back to earth so it's wow. very cool to see it's really really big it's about 15 stories tall yeah. and that's right outside the u.s pavilion my goodness that's um, that's definitely on top of my list i like a bit of space um i went to the kennedy space center once which is uh, over in florida oh. in in the u.s and uh, you know it's kind of kind of mesmerizing and I'm, I'm feeling that this is probably on a similar kind of level if not better right well we've time for one more uh, one so more. one more where are you going to take us so i'll take you to the czech republic so they have actually a very sophisticated science lab and they have a prototype of a 3d printing farm system where you can actually create snowflakes in dubai in the desert. So imagine that using these touchscreen tablets, you can design your own snowflake because no two snowflakes are ever the same. Never, never, never. Exactly. And then 3D print them. And the idea is to actually show how it's possible to manufacture products with almost zero waste because you're using the exact quantities that are needed and yeah. nothing extra. So these 3D printers are machines that create these real objects from digital files. Printing takes about four hours, so you won't be there to see the snowflake that you've created, but you can actually pick up something that someone else has made and then stick it onto what they kind of have designed looking like a tree. And the idea is that we all add to each other. Right. right. So, so beautiful you, sentiment. We're not having a snowball fight. No, I wish. No. <laughs> in this seat, I would definitely be up for that. And once again, where can we find that? Well, that is at the Czech Republic Pavilion. Czech Republic. Um, now, I know people have been asking you questions um, on your uh, on your website, Wonder with Nada. A um, couple of answers, uh, maybe, uh, just before we let you go. Sure. So um, there's been a lot of questions just generally about how to get here. So again, Dubai yeah. Metro, can't stress this enough. Yeah. Very easy to use. It's on the red line. So you just need to get it on and then you'll be heading the same way back. Uh, in terms of your tickets, so the best advice I can give, because the ticket is pretty small, uh, very easy to lose. So you wow. should actually scan your ticket and then upload it onto the Expo app on your mobile phone, and that way you don't even ever have to pull it up. You just show it to them on your phone mm -hmm. on your way in. So that's another great cool. tip. 
Last one I would say that has to do with tickets is that you can actually get a great deal on the season pass, which is currently worth 495 dirhams, by paying only for the 95 dirhams of your day ticket and an, adi an additional 150 to upgrade, and that will totally cost 245. So you're saving 250 dirhams yeah. if you do this before October and then 15th. You're covered for the whole season. Covered for the whole yeah. six months. Brilliant, Nada. Uh, what's on your um, your hit list this afternoon? Any idea? Well, I just heard from you that Egypt has some mummies. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'm keen to go check those out. <laughs> go and get mummified for yes. sure. That's it. Uh, once again, Wonder with Nada. Great to have her on the show. This is Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Lots of messages coming along. We're asking you where you're from and what it's famous for. Rajani texting in saying, Hi, Mark. I'm from a beautiful hill station in the north of India called uh, Nenital. And it's very popular for its picturesque beauty, uh, for its gorgeous lakes, and being in the foothills of the Himalayas. We do have the most amazing view of those snow-capped mountains. Thanks for that, Rajani. Another listener, um, didn't put the name on, but I come from a place called Palawan in the Philippines, famous for its world's new seven wonders of nature, the Puerto Princesa Underground River. I've actually been and sailed on that river, uh, and uh, it really is something to behold. We welcome back to the airwaves right now, uh, Karim Bedas from Kidzap. Karim, how are you doing? Good, Mark. How are you? And I have to say, it's actually really interesting hearing about all these cities. It while is, I, isn't know, it? While I was on hold, so yeah. Gives you yeah. an idea of where you want Probably to be traveling nice to. to yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. we're going to focus on things to do. Of course, it's the midterm break for uh, all uh, our school children uh, real soon. And you've got a few ideas of things that they might want to do. Um, so let's get straight into it, Karim. What have you got on your list? I think the midterm break couldn't have come at a better time because so many new places have just opened the expos there. So the first place on the list is something opening tomorrow. It's long awaited. Everybody's excited about it. Madame Tussauds is finally opening in Dubai. It uh, starts at noon every, uh, every day, and it stays a bit later on the weekend. It's, uh, for those who don't know Madame Tussauds, they basically recreate all sorts of celebrities from sporting events, politics, uh, literature, music, you name it, and it's so lifelike and they create amazing scenes which you can go in and interact with and read about and take photos with. And one of the nice things about this Madame Tussauds is they're actually going to feature Middle East stars like Nancy Ajram, I don't know if you know her, I'm sure yeah. the listeners do, yeah, do. Muhammad Asaf. Yeah. So, and it's also interactive, you know, so like when we were younger we used to go to Madame Tussauds, it was a little less interactive. Now they've actually created, you can go into the sports section and you can kick a ball with Lionel Messi, for example. <laughs> so that's on now. That's 122 dirhams for adults and 99 for kids. Yeah, nice one. I've got great memories of Madame Tussauds. The ultimate place for selfies, of course. Um, whether I'd take on Lionel Messi at football is um, another topic. But uh, moving on to Ain uh, Dubai, Karim. So Ain Dubai, like Madame Tussauds, is over in, um, you know, it's close to Blue Waters. Yeah. And uh, that's opening on October 21st. We've all been waiting for it to open. I think everybody's excited about it. It's a 30-minute ride. And while you're on there, so, you know, for those who don't know, and I think there's, there aren't that many, but it's that huge Ferris wheel, one of the biggest in the world. I don't know if it's the biggest in the world over, uh, you know, in the Blue Waters Marina area. And it's air-conned. It's a 250-meter-high ride on the Ferris wheel. They also have soft drinks and premium options as well. So that's normally 130. We do have an offer for that with Kids App if you buy it now for only 119 for adults 
96 for kids and under three are free. And this is over, um, yes, so this opens on 21st of October. Yeah, and it really is going to be another amazing landmark, of course, for this city is Ain Dubai. Um, now, other things that we can do with the kids this weekend, switch bowling. What is switch bowling all about? So switch bowling is, you know, basically good, old-fashioned family fun. You go, you you know, you get a great meal over there. Uh, with, for 35 dirhams, you get a bowling game and a kid's meal. They also have billiards, VR, and karaoke. We've got some great offers. So for 70 dirhams, you can get two games for two people plus half an hour of either karaoke, VR, and billiards. I think it's great fun to go with the family, and it's not something we do every day in Dubai. So that's over in Ibn Battuta, open every day until late. Now then, um, of course, right market is uh, reappearing. The weather's getting cooler, and there's nothing quite like... um, A nice um, morning or afternoon out at uh, the Wright Market. That's at the Police Academy. Yeah, and it's really become, I think, a staple of the nice weather times in Dubai. There's a local farmer's market, a mini animal kingdom with rescued animals and workshops for kids, arts and crafts. There's a riding school over there provided by Emirates Equestrian Centre. And even they provide the, uh, you know, they sometimes do events like the pony rides, the police marching band, supercar show. So it's a pretty great place to go, and there's a lot of sports activities. So that's over in the Police Academy in Sifur from 9 a.m. on Fridays and from 10 a.m. on Saturdays until 7 p.m. All right, I love the right market. Now, something else um, that is really making its mark, of course, is everything Korean, K-pop, um, Korean soap operas. Um, we've even got, you know, that massive show on at the moment uh, from uh, Korea, the, the Squid Game. Um, so um, we've got a K-pop festival at the point. Okay, so I'm not an expert on K-pop festival, but if you've got older kids, 10, 11, 12, 13... And they will love this. I think they know all about them. So I won't go too much into what band is playing and what they do and everything. But this is like the first time event over in um, on the point. It's going to be under the Metro Bridge. There's more details on where to go. And it's on October 15th. You can book tickets directly. All the details are on Kids App. And the band is called... It's a boy band called Super Junior, in case you know them, Mark. Super Junior, I'm sure I've probably seen them uh, on on my travels. Uh, I know they've got a lot of uh, K-pop going on here at Expo 2020 as well. And, uh, of course, um, that's probably got to be the top of everyone's list uh, to bring the family along. Um, what would you recommend for Expo 2020, Karim? Okay, so, I mean, you're definitely the, the expert there. We're going to start doing some more pieces on Expo 20 where we're actually going to each pavilion or specific activities. What I wanted to say is it's incredibly family-friendly. You know, they provide strollers. There's parks there. It's not just activities and pavilions as everybody uh, imagines. There's uh, different activities. There's entertainment. There's food. There's a lot of kid-friendly meals, meals and low price. And there's so much to do. It's a huge pavilion. There's a lot of information on our app, actually, on what to know before you go because, you know, where you can get cards and, and, and all of that stuff. And we're going to start doing more deeper features about the different elements in Expo. They have roaming shows. It's 950 dirhams, by the way, for the full six-month family access. And there's so much to do there that you're definitely going to go repeatedly, so that might be a good idea if you live in Dubai. Otherwise, it's 95 dirhams for the adults. It's free for the under 18. Right then, uh, very quickly, um, just a couple of things to do if uh, we're listening in the capital, in Abu Dhabi, or we fancy driving over to Abu Dhabi. Uh, one of them is the Children's Museum over at the Louvre. 
So I think this is kind of a little um, not super well known, but you know, once we started actually looking into and we're working with these guys, we're going to be providing tickets and, and offers for them. They've got such a cool exhibition and they keep shifting it every few months. There's three floors of kids, you know, cultural exhibitions, interactive. There's a park outside as well. And this one is focusing all on kids' emotions, which I think is super important. So they actually take the kids on a journey, looking at the exhibits, interacting, looking at the art that's all created about, you know, helping kids understand and, and interpret the art from their own emotions. So it's, I think it's a great place to take your kids if you want them to have fun and also look into something a bit deeper for themselves. Great stuff, Karim. Uh, there's also cinema in the park up there in Abu Dhabi. Uh, we've run out of time, but uh, once again, details of all um, those particular activities, whether it's Madame Two Swords, Switch Bowling, or the Right Market, and many other things, all uh, you can find all the information on Kids App. Uh, that's uh, once again Karim Baydas. This is Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Yeah, welcome back to the show, Lunch with Lloyd, through until 2 o'clock um, today. We're nearly at the end of the show, so I thought a nice cup of tea uh, would be in order. And uh, no one better to uh, bring me that tea than our next guest on the show, Tanya Loddy, who's the uh, owner of Tanya's Tea House. Tanya, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm great, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Have, have you managed to get down to Expo yet? I have not, but I'm planning to go in the next few days, hopefully. Good for you. Well, you're going to have a brilliant time when you come down here. Now, uh, talking Tanya's Tea House, uh, we've been seeing that you have uh, kind of different themes each and every month. So what is the theme uh, for this, the month of October? Well, we love doing themes at Tanya's Tea House. Um, We're all about being quirky and weird and kind of keeping things, um, keeping our guests on on their toes. So this month's theme is quirky Halloween dishes and okay. Disney villains. <laughs> Halloween dishes. I mean, how do you customize your dishes? And what, what, what do people want to eat on Halloween? So definitely pumpkins. We're getting into the cozy season. So using things like pumpkin, butternut squash, um, obviously our signature pumpkin spice chai latte using our organic tea leaves. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we kind of uh, put a spin on the traditional Halloween dishes, but make them delicious and Instagrammable. Yeah, Instagrammable, that is the main thing, isn't it? Um, So I guess you're going to be decorating Tanya's Tea House to go a little bit more spooky this month? Yes, definitely. All right, so, I mean, how do you pick the themes? I mean, it's an obvious one this month, of course, uh, for Halloween, but, um, you know, is it it landmarks around the world? Is it, you know, um, maybe something big like Expo? Uh, How do you sit down and choose these themes? So to be honest, I just love thinking outside of the box, being quirky. Um, and in a city like Dubai, there's so much talent and choice in terms of f So you really just want to be creative without being kind of too try-hard and staying authentic. So uh, to be honest, I just have a list of themes, and we just keep picking one each month. Uh, we did Alice in Wonderland last month. Not sure okay. if you had a chance to see. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, we've all gone a bit mad in here with, with how the world has changed in the last year. So, uh, yeah, just kind of finding themes to, to put a smile on people's faces. That's what it's all about. Now, I know you're a busy lady as you're in the process of uh, opening um, a new branch. Um, tell us all about that and how it's going. Sure. So I'm super excited. Our second branch is going to be called Serenity. 
pun intended, by Tanya's Tea House. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be in a lovely new wellness center called Kayani, uh, where they'll be offering yoga, meditation, crystal healing, holistic healing, therapy, um, and it's basically going to be on Al Wasl and Manara, uh, so not too far from our original branch. Um, but the exciting thing about this one is that it's not going to be pink and rose gold. In fact, it's going to be completely different than our flagship branch. Um, and the way that we're actually um, doing our new branches is that each branch will be a sister concept. So it'll be completely different in terms of the look and feel, um, but obviously with the focus on teas, um, being Instagrammable, having um, premium ingredients, and this particular branch will be uh, very gender neutral, so more muted pastels and kind of earthy themed. Okay, um, it sounds interesting. I mean, what made you decide that you wanted to expand uh, your business, Tanya? So my vision has always been to expand. Um, it hasn't been to just have one one cafe. It's been to take over the world one cup of tea at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. One cup of tea at a time. I mean, talking of teas, um, any new flavors, fusions? If I pop down there today, what would you uh, recommend that I had? I would definitely recommend trying our magic milks. So they're a curated range of, um, of drinks that are adaptogens. So they basically increase your resistance to environmental stressors using mushrooms and herbs. So we have different kinds of flavors, um, one that will give you a boost of energy, one that will help muscle pain, one that will improve your mood, and they're all vegan, anti-inflammatory, and gluten-free. I'll tell you what, uh, could I have all three? Um, improving my mood, sorting out yeah. my muscles. <laughs> <laughs> that would that, that, be great. Um, and anything new on the menu? Um, I mean, maybe a top three must-tries if we're visiting uh, you guys at Tanya's Tea House. Sure. So I would definitely say um, try our new macaroon flavor of the month. It's banana. Um, we use a special white chocolate ganache um, in the middle of the center. You'll literally go bananas for it. Um, we've also teamed up with a female-owned brand called So Organic, and we're offering chocolate chip cookies by them, which are completely paleo, which means no sugar, no dairy, no gluten, and no GMOs. Um, so the macaroons, the chocolate chip cookies. Uh, I'd also recommend our Jacko Pepper, which is a twist on the jack-o'-lantern for Halloween. And it's basically a vegan dish that's made of capsicum, uh, beetroot, carpaccio, and mango salsa. Uh, very nice. So uh, actually on the night of Halloween, is there going to be quite a party over at Tanya's Tea House? Definitely, for sure. We're going to up our themes and everything and um, show up in costume and you'll get a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think I have to wear a costume. I'm scary enough as it is. Tanya, always great <laughs> to chat with you. Uh, that's Tanya Loddy once again, the uh, owner of Tanya's Thanks Tea so House. And uh, they're expanding with uh, another branch. So maybe check that out.